What's the opposite of anger in a relationship? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Frieden. Today we are on page three of Tractate Sota, and we learn that some people think the opposite of blowing up in anger is to respond with passive aggression. No, the antidote to anger is generosity. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. Rabbi Shabsi Frankel was an extraordinary individual. A Holocaust survivor, he dedicated his life to the publication of a new edition of Rambam's Mishnah Torah, featuring a new typeface and free of any scribal or typographical errors. To accomplish this gargantuan task, he set out to acquire as many earlier versions as possible. On one occasion, he heard of a manuscript attributed to a disciple of the Rambam located in Egypt. After considerable diplomatic maneuvering, along with a significant sum of money, he was able to secure the precious item. It arrived by special courier, and he laid it out upon his desk. He then called in his assistant to help examine the manuscript. The man entered the room holding his cup of coffee. Suddenly, overwhelmed by nervousness, he tripped on the table leg and spilled his coffee all over the centuries-old manuscript. Both men realized that not only was the priceless piece ruined, but it was now illegible and ultimately worthless. This system froze in a state of shock, and Rabbi Shabsi left the room. Two minutes later, he returned with a cup of coffee. In a gentle voice, he said to his assistant, Looks like your coffee spilled. Here, I've made you another one. Concerning the husband of the Sota, the Torah states, And a spirit of kina passed over him, and he coveted his wife. Today's Duff understands kina as anger, and proceeds to offer a curious analogy about anger in the home. Let's look at the Gemara. Reish Lakish says, What does kina mean? A matter that causes anger between her and others. And Rav Yema Bar Shlemya says in the name Rabaye, A matter that causes anger between him and her. And Rav Chista says, Anger in a home is like a worm in sesame seeds. Let's analyze the Gemara. When a worm hides in a vat of sesame seeds, you don't know until much later. It begins to eat away at the sesame from the inside. Little by little, the seeds begin to diminish and rot until one day you discover the worm that has spoiled everything from the inside out. The word for worm is karya. Tosfus Arash teaches that it is related to the word kar, meaning cold. That's often how anger manifests itself in a marriage. You can tell a relationship needs help when the tempers are running high. But sometimes the anger is expressed in the form of passive aggression. The couple is cold to one another. It's a biting comment here, a sour face there. Little by little, the marriage is being eaten away from the inside. To outsiders, the marriage seems fine, but you and your spouse know that inside, it's rotting away. Rav Chista's message is that anger expresses itself in many ways. Just because you're not raising your voice doesn't mean you've controlled your rage. You might be acting as that little worm. Passive aggression is just as dangerous, if not more so for it eats away at the marriage's storehouse almost invisibly, until one day there's nothing left. How do you get rid of a worm that's eating away at the marriage? Nowadays, we're all familiar with the kind of worms that can seriously debilitate our functionality. They're a type of computer virus that eats away at one's data files from the inside. If you want to get rid of the worm, you can't just say, I'm terribly sorry, next time I'll try not to click on that attachment. Now please go away, Mr. Worm. Unfortunately, that won't work. The only way to destroy the worm is with an antivirus program. You introduce the worm with your anger, 
to eliminate the worm, you're going to need to act in exactly the opposite way. How would most people respond if someone ruined their priceless manuscript? They would most certainly lose their temper and start screaming in anger. How did Rabbi Shabsi respond? He paused and asked himself, Did my assistant spill his coffee intentionally? Of course not. It was clearly an accident on his part. Negligence? Perhaps. But undoubtedly unintentional. Now if that's the case, then it was ordained by heaven that I should forfeit this precious piece. Consequently, there's no reason to get angry at this man. Losing my temper would demonstrate a lack of faith in God. This man was just the vehicle for heaven's decree. But Rabbi Shabsi's internal reasoning didn't end there. Step one was to consider his personal feelings and reaction. Step two was to recognize how the assistant must have been feeling at that moment. As overcome by emotions Rabbi Shabsi would have been, one could only imagine how distraught the other man was. That meant heaven was now presenting Rabbi Shabsi with a challenge. Most people, if they could control their immediate anger, would have walked out of the room to let off steam. Upon returning, the feeling in the room might have been ice cold. While the victim may feel they're controlling their emotions, it often manifests in passive-aggressive modes of communication, and slowly but surely the worm would destroy the relationship. So what did Rabbi Shabsi do? He stepped out of the room to get the anti-worm software. What was the cause of the disaster? A spilled cup of coffee that ruined a manuscript and had the potential to ruin their relationship. The manuscript might not have been salvageable, but the relationship was. If a spilled cup of coffee had disturbed the peace, then the anti-worm program was a new cup of coffee. And so he immediately went to the coffee machine and produced just that for his terrified assistant. That's how you eradicate the worms in your marriage. Don't get angry. Don't even get passive-aggressive. Instead, identify and locate the worm and run the anti-worm program. Whatever it is that's bothering you, it's in your hands to create an antidote for the problem. If you can't figure it out on your own, then invite your spouse to a counseling session so that a professional, your rabbi, rabbitson, or therapist, can help identify the worm and help you find ways to eliminate the virus. You can't just ignore the worm. It will just continue to eat away at the marriage from the inside until there's nothing left. May you maintain the faith in heaven required to sustain a lifelong marriage, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. If you've enjoyed being my chavrisa today, please consider purchasing the book series or partnering with the Center for Torah Values as we show the value of Torah and instill our values with Torah. Check it out at transformativeduff.com and across social media at Rabbi Daniel Friedman.